Radio Zeitgeist. Hi there, this is Larry Crow. Welcome to Speaking of Byzantine History. Our phone lines are open, so come on, give me a call. I'm ready to talk. Come on, let's hear from you guys out there. Our phone lines are open, just give me a call. BYZ 1453. Easy enough number to remember. It's the year Constantinople fell to the Turks. Okay, let's talk. Come on. This is Larry Crow here. Come on. War of the Iconoclasts, Belisarius, and the Ostrogoths. Let's hear some opinions. Come on. All right, we got a call. You're on the air. What do you want? Uh, Larry? Yeah, good question. Uh, Larry, uh, what do you think about those Yanks this year? Uh, look, buddy, uh, we're talking biz talk here, not sports. Theodosian Code, Constantine the Great, you know, what do you say? Come on. Hey, that's Steinbrenner. Got a lot of gooch, you know what I mean, huh? Hey, look, buddy, we got people waiting on the line to talk Byzantine history. I'm gonna have to move on to somebody else. All right, this is Larry Crow. We're talking Byzantine history. You're on the air. I got a gun. Well, if Constantine had a few of those, you wouldn't have lost Constantinople to the Turks, huh? It's pointed at my head. Hey, look, I'm a little busy right now, okay? Busy, get that busiest little history joke there. You got something to talk about? Great. If not, get out. Nothing matters. Nothing. What do you mean, nothing matters? Come on! The invasion of the Lombards didn't matter to Justin II, huh? The Crusades didn't matter? The friggin' Crusades didn't matter? Okay, you're on the air. What do you want? Hello, Larry. Right. My name is Mrs. Wilma Schnipps. Schnipps? Schnipps you got? What do you want to talk about, Schnipps? I was wondering what you thought about the tragic accident that happened to poor Natalie Wood. Ah, look, Mrs. Schnipps, uh, I don't think that has anything to do with Byzantine history. Do you? No, see, you don't. We're talking Ottoman empires here, not couches. But she was such a lovely thing. I never liked boats anyway. My late husband always used to get seasick on boats. He used to uh, go... Ah, Schnippy. Yes? What do you think of the influence of the Muslim threat of the 600s? Oh. I don't think it was as bad as the Seljuk Turks. You may be right there, baby, but what about Alexius Comnius' defense? Well, my late husband always said Oh, whoops, sorry, Mrs. Schnipps. It's been great talking to you, but our time's up. We're going to have to sign off right now. Saint Sophia, how time flies. Well, that's another big segment here from Speaking of Byzantine History. We'll see you tomorrow. We're going to make history with you. We're going to be as happy as Constantinople under Theodosius I. Good night, baby.
Fuck Nations iCast, The Unmasking. O Canada, the Great White North, hovering ominously above Niagara Falls somewhere, is a winter wonderland, and one of the great pleasures of the season there, apparently for Prime Minister Justin Trudeau, is skating on thin ice. Why is that? Perhaps in all the hollering you have forgotten how Mr. T has kicked off a civil war by forcing government-mandated shots on his country's working class of an alleged vaccine that doesn't work and harms people at the dwindling end of a worldwide disease scare that scientists and Canadian labs may have helped to create. The great truckers convoy that converged on Canada's capital city, Ottawa, has exposed the ugly truth at the heart of this historic moment for Western Civ. The governments have declared war on their own citizens. It happens that PM Trudeau represents his country's Liberal Party, which is suddenly the party of unchecked government power to interfere in the lives of citizens, the party of speech suppression, news management, forced unsafe vaccinations, and the seizure of citizens' property outside due process of law. Under the Emergencies Act, Mr. Trudeau's police have now arrested the leaders of the truckers' revolt, Tamara Lick and Chris Barber, on charges of counseling to commit mischief. Oh dear and seize their bank accounts while also freezing the bank accounts of anyone who donated money to the trucker's cause. That action led, naturally, to runs on Canada's major banks, leading to bank shutdowns on Wednesday. Duh! What do you expect when the authorities send the message? Your money is not safe in Canada's banks. It might not even be your money if we say it's not. And now everybody, including alert citizens watching from many other countries, waits to see what the next moves are. Let's also note that it's not just the truckers in revolt against insane government mandates. It's also at least half the population of Canada who stand behind the truckers and against the new fashion for tyranny in what used to be called the Free West. I'd venture to guess that the next move will be a general strike that paralyzes Canada and forces its parliament to overrule the Emergency Act and get rid of PM Trudeau. Meanwhile, like a coronavirus itself, the trucker protest movement has infected America. A people's convoy is assembling around Barstow, California, the capital of the Mojave Desert, where there's plenty of room to assemble, with a launch date of February 23rd, next Wednesday, destination, Washington, D.C. Won't that be interesting? What will the government of Joe Biden do? Likewise invoke some sort of emergency powers? Declare yet another insurrection as with January 6, 2021? Mess with the truckers' bank accounts and those of the people who support them? Do they want to inspire a run on U.S. banks at a juncture where the extreme fragility of the global banking system threatens to blow up financial markets? Standing by on all that, Jim writes. The U.S. government, like Canada's, has likewise been at war with its citizens. At least half the country has awakened to this unappetizing reality, even while somewhat less than half the country still catatonically follows whatever idiotic diktat the despotic bureaucracy spews out. Why, for instance, do so many still go about in face masks even where local regulations are lifted? And especially in light of the overwhelming evidence that masks don't work? Answer, to signify that they are still against Trump, the evil Leviathan said to be responsible for all the woes and injustices in the world, and who threatens their safety, meaning their status as oppressed victims of white supremacy, including the guilty and penchant self-oppressed white people of the left themselves. Yeah. It's just that simple because we are in an epic episode of human social hysteria. Except that the hysteria is dissipating for all except the most psychotic, 
or the most politically cornered due to their record of perfidy and bad faith. The David Frums, Max Boots, and Rachel Maddows of our world, the cable news outfits, the Democratic Party hierarchy, the criminally psychopathic swine running the U.S. public health agencies, and the craven doctors who have fecklessly murdered patients at the behest of Dr. Anthony Fauci and company. Despite the sigillous efforts to suppress the data, oh, the sacred data, about the failure of their vaccines, the real news is getting out. The vaccines don't prevent transmission or infection of COVID-19, and they pose lethal side effects for the vaxxed. There it is in plain English. And yet, Joe Biden, Peter the President of the U.S., is still telling the country to, quote, go out and get vaccinated, get boosted. The companies who produce the vaccines are even on the run. Pfizer withdrew its application for an emergency use authorization in India. Where the public health agency insisted on seeing the safety records Pfizer was obliged to furnish and refused to. India is a big market for, for pharmaceuticals, some $1.39 billion. Pfizer's stock has crashed nearly 10% the past two weeks. By the way, some of the states of India are notable for having battled COVID-19 with a mass distribution of early treatment kits containing cheap antivirals such as ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine, vitamin D, etc. The program was famously successful in reducing deaths there. The CEO of Moderna, Stefan Bansel, has sold off $400 million of his own stock in the company and deleted his Twitter account on rumors that all causes deaths reported by U.S. life insurance companies show a shocking and mysterious rise in mortality that just may be attributed to the vaccines causing strokes, heart attacks, cancer cases, and immune system failure. Moderna's stock is also sinking. Neither the mainstream news media nor the U.S. public health agencies are making any effort to investigate this now well-documented occurrence. Jim sums up, We're in the midst of a tremendous shift of public opinion. Winter is not over, but the truth is budding now in a thousand places. The people are done kneeling docilely to be silenced and killed. They will not let this country and many other nations in the Western Civ Club be destroyed without a fight. The unmasked are unmasking their mask antagonist. Stand by now to find out who has been behind all this deadly mischief. We will rip off their masks and the rule of law will be restored. Tom Friedley for Radio Zeitgeist.